Welcome to another episode of Fresh Takes. This week, we offer a one-on-one sit-down with State Representative Joe Kerwin as he offers his honest opinions about his first state budget season. I'm Chuck Nichols, he's Joe Kerwin, and this is Fresh Takes. Representative, this was your first budget here at the state. What would you say is the first thing you learned about how this process works or, or doesn't work as far as getting things done and making smart decisions with the people's money? So going into the budget process, I admittedly was a little apprehensive because uh, it, it is daunting. You think about how large of a budget we have here in the Commonwealth, $40 billion. Uh, I was you know very interested also in the process and I, I think that our leadership did a great job of making sure that we were well versed on what we would be voting on the amount of line items that were in the budget the amount of funding that was going to things such as education and uh, it fortunately came together very well and the budget I was happy with it I mean no budget's ever going to be perfect obviously I can't get everything I want in the budget but we as a caucus as a Republican caucus were able to get a lot of concessions from the governor and also make sure that we didn't raise taxes and we didn't have any frivolous spending. There was a spending increase. I wasn't too thrilled about that. But at the same time, we made sure that we did put $2.5 billion away in the rainy day fund. So that was a, uh, a trade-off for that increase in spending. Let's talk about that specific thing right now. The, the rainy day fund is something that has been tapped, burned down, and burned down to next to nothing. Let's put it this way, such a small amount that it is not effective, would not have been effective at getting anything done statewide. Now we have a little bit of money put aside for there. I understand there's also some money set aside for future years, so we're not just torching through this all at once. Can you tell us a little bit about what we learned a couple of years ago back in 2008 when Governor Rendell spent all the stimulus money and then we ended up in a hole, how that may, may have played a, play a part in uh, what went on with the negotiations here? Well, I'd like to think that we took a a very large lesson learned from that instance and to make sure that we had a rainy day fund and an allotment put into the rainy day fund to use in the future so we don't run into the same issues as we did in 2008, 2009, and then going into the Corbett administration. One of the things that I thought was really good about the rainy day fund is that we have it now and we resisted the urge to spend the money that we received from the federal government and from all the stimulus money that was brought into Pennsylvania. You know, there was an urge there to take that money and to spend it and to invest it in the one-time programs and things like that. There are a lot of people who are struggling in the state, and they really would like to see some of that money. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And my sympathies are with them. But I think that, you know, at the same time, we have an obligation to the people of the Commonwealth, as well as the Commonwealth itself, to make sure that we have proper funds stored away for if we encounter something again like COVID-19. We are coming out of the pandemic right now. It was tough on the Commonwealth, but we do have that surplus of money that we can set aside and use again if we do run into another issue, whether it be a pandemic or a natural disaster or something that puts us in a precarious economic position. Talk to us a little bit about education funding in this budget. Um, There was it's, it's always something that's very important to almost everyone in the state, but we've been trying to do something more for getting people better jobs. We've been trying to make sure that there are people not left behind in this system. Uh, how did we do as far as education in this budget? 
So from the education standpoint, we did increase education spending by a lot. Um, the schools throughout the Commonwealth, particularly those that, that had economic troubles, did receive an increase in funding. I think that's a good thing after the pandemic. I hope that the school districts are able to use that money responsibly and avoid raising property taxes and avoid taxing, uh, raising taxes in general. And I would hope that with receiving that money that they exercise uh, fiscal responsibility and ensure that they use the money appropriately in programs that are going to be a one-time occurrence rather than hiring new folks that are going to have to be let go once these funds expire in the coming years. I was also happy to see that there is money going towards school choice here in Pennsylvania that's important to me. Um, and it's also, I think that it's a good thing to make sure that we have well-rounded educational opportunities here in Pennsylvania in addition to public school. So how does this education funding actually play out in your district? How does this ha help the people that, that you're bringing the, the bacon home to? So throughout my district, which is Upper Dolph Northern Dauphin County and Schuylkill County, we have seen a $100 million increase in school funding, which is going to benefit all of Schuylkill County as well as Northern Dauphin County and the 125th District. Particularly, I, I saw large increases for school districts like uh, the Pottsville Area School District in, uh, in Schuylkill County, and it shows that, uh, that they now have the ability to have funds to make sure that the educational programs throughout the district are funded and also to climb their way out of the hole that they experienced throughout the pandemic. Representative, there's a, one thing that kind of almost turned up as a monkey wrench in the works here in the budget, and often these these negotiations are, are done behind closed doors, and people just vote on this in the end, and usually all parties are, are have agreed on the deal. The governor in this budget seemed to agree on one portion of it, but a line item vetoed something that's very important to you. Tell us what it is and, and, and why this needs to be addressed. So Governor Wolf line item vetoed a $3.1 million funding for a creation of a Bureau of Election audits. This is very important to me. It's very important to my district because the conduct of the 2020 election left a lot of people in my district confused, disgruntled, and upset with the state government as well as causing them to think that perhaps that their vote wasn't counted properly or that there was malfeasance on the part of the election conduct here in Pennsylvania. Uh, it, I'm disappointed to see the governor again use his veto pen against the common sense measure. Uh, it wasn't a partisan measure. It was just a creation of a Bureau of Election Audits that would help to ensure that we have efficient and fair elections here in Pennsylvania. I, I don't understand what the governor's fear is of having a Bureau of Election Audits, but it, again, he continues to not exercise common sense and hide from the ability to create with the Bureau or ensure that we have smoother and fairer elections here in Pennsylvania. And that leads to what else he did this week. And he vetoed a bill that was many months and many hearings, lots of hours of work in, in development. That's House Bill 1300. It was going to basically modernize our election system, make sure that the people had a little bit more confidence in what was going on when we vote. I, I know you can't speak for what was going through his mind, but you can say what was going through your mind when you read about his veto. So, again, really disappointed in the governor that he decided to veto HB 1300. I was a co-sponsor of that bill. It's one of the most comprehensive election integrity bills in the country. Uh, we had months and months, like you said, of hearings, bipartisan hearings, where we got information from folks both on both sides of the aisle on how to make our election system better, how to make it more efficient, and uh, how to build confidence back up into that election. 
election system after after the November 2020 election. Again, the governor, he seems to play partisan politics, and whether it be with the budget or our election integrity, he's done it again. He's vetoed the bill. The bill would have expanded voter access. It would have created more security in our voting systems here in Pennsylvania. And again, it would have brought us into the 21st century. And the governor, again, shows us that he would rather stay stuck in the 20th century than move us into the 21st century with more efficient elections. And I'm disappointed in him. I really, you know, the bill put forward was not a partisan bill, and uh, the governor still decided to, uh, to neglect what the people wanted, which is election integrity reform. Voter ID was a big part of the debate on this bill and actually became kind of interesting because right before we debated the bill on the House floor, it seemed like the National Democratic Party did a turnaround on this and said, no, no one really opposed voter ID. Yet we had many people here stand up and say that voter ID was bad. What would this bill have done to really alleviate that situation and make it make it more simple for everyone? So this bill, again, would add another layer of security to our elections. It would provide for 20 different forms of voter ID. Here in Pennsylvania, voter ID is a very popular idea. We don't have uniform voter ID in Pennsylvania, though. According to a Franklin and Marshall poll that was recently released, over two-thirds of Pennsylvanians approve of voter ID and want voter ID. The vast majority of Pennsylvania voters want voter ID because they want to be sure that their elections are secure. I support voter ID. Again, I know that the governor and a lot of his Democratic colleagues do not like voter ID. I don't know why. It adds another layer of legitimacy to our elections, another layer of fairness. And again, I was disappointed to see that the governor vetoed HB 1300 because voter ID was one of the provisions of that bill. With that being said, I am all for my Republican colleagues and I taking this issue to the voters on the ballot in the form of a proposed constitutional amendment, just like we did during the Yes campaign. And we'll let the people of Pennsylvania decide whether they want voter ID or not. And I have my hopes that they will say yes to voter ID. This has been another episode of Fresh Takes. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.